Well, good morning, everyone. We are so glad to see you guys in here this morning. Um, I'm here. Oh, you know what? I know y'all don't know who I am, so let me start over. My name is Chad Hammonds, and I am one of the lead pastors here at Ignite Church. Uh, now we are so glad that you guys are here with us this morning. Uh, I want to give you a little bit of information as we keep going. We're calling this part Ignite News. If you're a guest with us today and this is maybe your first time that you're coming here today, thank you for coming. Uh, hopefully you stopped at our guest card and got a brochure with a yellow card in it. If you missed that, it's okay. There are some yellow cards in the seat, the seat backs there in those little pockets. And we'd like to ask you to do something for us. And that is please fill out that little card. And when the service is over, take it back or take it to the guest cart that's right outside the doors. You'll see somebody standing there. And they want to take that card from you and give you a free gift. And we're just, again, it's just us saying thanks for coming. And we want to, uh, we'll connect with you. We'll send you an email that says, hey, this is who we are. This is how you can connect with us. And, and that's what we do with that information. So it, it would help us out a whole lot if you'd fill that out for us. Now, I want to let you know what's happening here today. Uh, we have a few things. Let's get this one going. There, today is the final uh, installment of our Q&A series, and it's our Q&A Live. And what that means is that you're going to ask questions, and we're going to do our best to answer them. And here's how you ask those questions. Like, you're asking them live. You need the church app to do that. The way you're going to submit them this year, this is different than we've done in the years past, is you go to you open up the app there's a little Q&A live button right there on the front page you hit it type in your question anonymously and you submit it we'll get the question and they're filtering them and they're shooting them up to us and they'll put them on the screen and we're going to do our best to answer those questions for you this morning but here's the key you have to ask questions for us to be able to answer them so if you guys are really hungry and you want to go home early just don't ask anything and service will be over really fast uh, but if you, we hope that you ask some questions because this is really a, a great time. All right, so if you don't have the app, uh, there's, there's little papers we handed out on the way in. Go ahead and get it. You can download it. It's a free app and get you rolling that way. Now, we have happening also today is we're going to have baptisms. And uh, some of you have already signed up and registered for that. That's going to happen after the 1030 service this morning. And that's why you saw that water trough on the way in. Uh, at, we were doing it a little different way this time, and so uh, those of you that, that are going to be a part of that, your family and friends can be right there on top of you. If they want to hold you under a little longer, we will allow it. Uh, we're gonna, we're, it's a great thing. We're celebrating Jesus today with, with baptisms. Trunk retreat happens later this evening or this afternoon, evening-ish at 530. If kids, bring your kids, have, come to the parking lot and, and be a part of that. Have some fun and get some candy. You've been seeing stuff about that as well. Now, to, we, we want you to know that we believe in giving here at Ignite Church, and here's how we do that. We have uh, giving boxes on the back wall. You can see them attached back there. We have, uh, you can give through the app or online. It's all safe and secure, and we just want to say thank you for your uh, generous giving, for your generosity. Uh, we get to do so many great things around here because, uh, because you guys are giving, and so Thank you again. It's just, it's an amazing, it's just an amazing thing. I'm excited about the stuff we, we've got to do and what's coming in the future. Now, if you're a guest with us today, we want you to know that we, we are giving you this service as a gift to you. So uh, please, we, we, we don't want you to feel like I got to put something in the offering. People are watching. That, that's, it's actually the opposite of that. Just enjoy the service as our gift to you this morning. And again, we are so glad that you came. Now, one final thing. Next week, we start a new series. 
And this new series is, it's actually what we've done is we've taken the very, very first series we ever did here at Ignite Church, and we have refreshed it, we've updated it, and uh, we are, we're going to bring it to you. And the series is entitled, God Is. Y'all take a look. series is as powerful as the bumper will be good, right? <laughs> That's a great bumper, man. Fires me up. Uh, let me mention uh, right now that submitting your questions is anonymous, okay? So nobody but you and God will know that you had your question. Now, this is our final Sunday in this Q&A series, and each week we've been answering questions that you guys gave to us uh, a few months back. We all right here? <laughs> and uh, it's just been a good time. We, we've had some real good responses from folks, and we really appreciate that. Now, uh, this is our third year to do it, and so there's some white cards in the pockets in front of you, and those cards have a list of all the questions we've ever answered. So if you have a question that we, we didn't answer this series, maybe we answered it in the past, so you can take that card and go online and look at the message and listen to that and, and get that answer for your question. Now, today, as Chad said, we're live. We, we need your live questions. Hope you're typing in right now. And again, those are anonymous. We're uh, excited about answering some questions that uh, can be helpful to people today. Our goal is that this is informative. And, and some questions really, really need an answer, don't they? Sometimes we have really important questions. So that's our goal, to be helpful and informative. We use three guidelines in answering your questions. Number one, if there's a general... I'm sorry, if there is a specific scripture that addresses your question, we'll go there and say, this verse addresses that question directly. Sometimes there's not a single verse or passage of scripture that does this, but there's a biblical principle that addresses the question. So we'll say, hey, here's a principle throughout scripture that addresses this question. And then sometimes it's, it's a good question that needs an answer, but we don't have either verse or principle. And Chad and I will just tell you our opinions, and you can take that for what it is. We'll be real clear when we say this is just our opinion. All right, so while you're, while you're asking, typing your questions in, we, we have a couple already that we're going to, uh, but we're going to kick off. We're going to kick off with one, and we'll see where it goes from there. And the, is that my computer? The first one is, um, the first one is this. This is a question that was asked to both of us. So somebody actually submitted this one, and, and it was like, hey, Chad, what about this for you? And Ed, what about this for you. And so, uh, Ed, we're going to start with you. This question is, what is your favorite scripture? My favorite scripture? Well, 
as many of you would have trouble with that. I have trouble with boiling it down to one, but I did get it down to two. So I want to share two related verses that have been super impactful in my life for 40 years and continue to, to just bring life to me. The first is from 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Therefore, if anyone is united with Christ, that person is a new creation. The old life is gone, and see, a new life has begun. Back in college, my pastor was teaching, saying, you may have heard that you're a sinner saved by grace, and, and that's, that's an effort of being humble, but that's not really who you are. If you're God's kid, you're not a sinner anymore. You're saved by grace, and your life can be different. You are a new creation. So this started really rocking my world and how I thought of myself in relationship to God, okay? And now here's another verse that connects to that one that shows us what does this new life look like, okay? If I have this new life in Christ, what should it look like? And this verse is Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. We have become his poetry, a recreated people that will fulfill the destiny he has given each of us, for we are joined to Jesus. Even before we were born, God planned in advance our destiny and the good works we would do to fulfill it. This verse, to me, displays what the new creation life looks like. It's a life we see here that God has recreated to be a beautiful thing and has destiny and purpose. And so that these two verses together for decades have so encouraged me that, hey, Ed, you're not the old guy you were. I've got things for you. I have a destiny. I have good works for you. And to this day, these verses still really energize me. All right, so then I'll answer the question for me. What's my uh, favorite scripture? Um, I was going through a few, it's been a few years back now, but and maybe you've been in this type of place in your life where you felt like life was just strangling you, and, and you're like, I don't, I don't know if I'm going to survive this. I don't know if I'm going to make it through what I'm experiencing. Um, I can't breathe. You know, just everything's crushing down on you. Well, I've, I've, I've had that. And so it was at that, at one of, at that place in my life, and I, I know that God led me to this scripture, and so I'm going to read it to you. I've only got one. I, I followed the question, what is your favorite? Um, Keep listening, though. But I'm going to give it to you in two different versions. Uh, so, yeah. yeah. Um, here, here's the first <laughs> version that many, some of you, if you've been in church a while, you'll, you'll, you'll connect with this one. This is Acts chapter 3, verse 19, and part of 20. Now repent of your sins and turn to God, so that your sins may be wiped away. Then times of refreshment will come from the presence of the Lord. Now, uh, in the, the, the way I used to think, uh, this would tell me, hey, Chad, you've done wrong, and you need to get it right, and you know, need to repent, and, you know, let's, you know sh somebody's shaking a crooked finger at me. Well, and I'm like, well, God, you know, I'm going through some rough things in life, and I'm not perfect, but, you know, I don't... I, I need help here. I don't need you to tell me, uh, you know, hey, you know, get yourself straight. That's not what I want to hear. Well, what I did was I said, okay, let me, let me back up. God brought me here to the scripture. Let me see what it means. Let me really, really do it. So uh, you may know that the Bible that you read today, unless you know Greek and Hebrew as a language, you're reading a translation. If you're reading an English translation of the Bible, you're reading a, a translation and so uh, I, I went back and said, okay, let me use some of these Bible study tools that I know and that I have and look up this scripture and get what, what the, the intention of it was for me. Uh, and so from that, I paraphrased this scripture. So this is going to be like the Chad version. 
Okay, but here's the, the, the chat version came from the, the original words, and I just pulled into them what each one of these words meant. And, and here's what this scripture says to me, and uh, it helped me out tremendously. Here we go. Change the way you think and focus on God so that your guilt may be wiped away. Okay, I, could, I, I was able to roll with that at that time for sure. So, so that a time of you receiving your breath back will come from being in the same place as God. Now, I didn't make up words and put in here just to make it sound good for me. These are literal translations of the words that came out of what I just read to you a second ago. And when I, I read this, it was like, okay, I can do that. I can start to process life differently. God, I, I need to look at things the way, a way that's healthy, in a way that's healthy, the way you want me to look at what's going on here because I ain't understanding it because it's crushing me. And as I did that, number one, uh, yeah, I'm not perfect. And so, yeah, I'm sure I had some guilt that, that I, I, God, I need some help with that. And then very much so, um, I experienced God breathing his breath back into me. I'm like, okay, life is trying to suffocate me. Life is trying to crush me. But I just sucked in a bunch of life of God, so... I think I'm going to win. I think I'm going to move forward with God. And I definitely want to be in the same place as God. So all that is an explanation of why this is uh, my favorite scripture. So I'm looking back to the back to see if we have a question. They're, they're shaking their head yes. All right. Here we go. Ted's turn. No, no, I think this is your turn. <laughs> <laughs> How do you talk to your children about sin? Great question, and uh, let me just kind of spin a couple thoughts that come to mind to you. First off, parents, we need to talk to our kids about sin. We need to talk to them about what's right and wrong. When they're little bitty, of course, they learn to obey mommy and daddy as they grow up, they begin to learn. But uh, at an early age, a child can, I think, begin to understand that when I sin, I'm not just disobeying mommy and daddy. I'm displeasing God, and, and he wants me to be blessed, and he wants to bless my life. And so even as a little little tyke, they can begin to grasp that. And as children get older, then I believe we begin to share, this is why God doesn't want you to do this, because you go this way, and this isn't good. This is destructive. This is the way to life and to blessing. Um, when it's appropriate... Uh, I think it's uh, good for parents to be humble and honest and say, hey, I'm going to tell you, son, I blew it here. And here's what happened to me as a result. And I don't want to see that happen to you. So bringing some transparency and honesty can be uh, really helpful, too. That's about what I got. Yeah, I, I agree with that 100%, especially just thinking about the type of person I am. I need more... I, I grew up in church, and I can take, hey, this is in the Bible, and you know, thou shalt not do this, so don't do it. Okay, I can process that, and I can do it. But it's so much more helpful to me to have, especially as a kid, have my mom or dad say, here, look, um, this, is, this is wrong, this is sinful, and here's why, and here's what it's going to do to you. Here's what it will take your life. And so I agree 100%. That explanation is, is key. So I think it starts from the very beginning, too. So have you ever admitted your sin to your kids? Absolutely. <laughs> I absolutely have. And they're not in here to tell you any difference. So. <laughs> All right. That's a good start. Thank you for that question. And by the way, they're anonymous, right? We've said that numerous times. Yeah, they're times. absolutely anonymous. Nobody I tried. I submitted a question myself and tried to find out who I was, and I couldn't. So He's still trying to find out who he is. Okay. <laughs> Next question. 
How can I focus more on God when my life becomes cluttered with the daily routines and stresses? Um, I'll start. One of the best ways I can think to do that is select a time and a place where you're going to spend time with God each day. Um, I, I use Google Calendar uh, for things or whatever you use, like at this time on these days at, at you know, 6.38 p.m., I am going to um, sit outside on the deck and me and God are going to talk. And it doesn't matter what's happening in life. I can leave my phone in the house. Uh, everybody, everything else can just be put on hold for 30 minutes or 15 minutes or an hour, whatever it is. Set a time and place. Make talking with God and spending time with God more important than everything else you're doing in that time slot. And that is one of the best ways you can begin to focus more on God because how many of you know, like, uh, that's a great, quest, uh, great question. Daily routines will run from the time you open, well, no, from the time you hit snooze the first time <laughs> until you go, you know, you pass out from exhaustion in the evening and you can go through an entire day, an entire week, an entire month, and you're like, wow, I haven't even barely gone to church or even thought about God. Well, that's why. So make and specifically give yourself a time and place that's set in stone. This is when and this is where I'm going to be talking to God. I think also you can take just short little praise moments during the day, short little pauses. Maybe you're changing tasks and you got a minute to catch your breath. Just, it's amazing. It's kind of like two sides of the same coin. On one hand, we need to have a focused time just like Chad's talking about. And I'm not a morning person at all. My best time of day when my mind's clearest is about midnight. But the morning is the beginning of a day, right? And so I, I make myself spend time with God in the morning to prepare for the day. The, the other side of the coin to that, though, is throughout the day to have little pauses where you just pause, take a break, say, okay, God, uh, we've gotten this far, and I'm facing this. Help me. Thank you for your presence, and go on. And even though that's just seconds, if you begin to do that two or three times through a day, it, you'll begin to sense life just in those few seconds that you would pause to focus on the Lord. The, uh, there's a, a, a guy in, in church history named Loyola who founded a whole movement, and they sent missionaries all over the world. And this guy taught these guys to pause throughout the day. Take a pause here and just breathe and consider and pray. So two sides of the coin. All right, good question. If my spouse is struggling with forgiveness, how can I help? I'm, I'm going to... Uh, Approach it this way, and Chad might, might say another way to approach it. I'm going to say, uh, I'm thinking the person is saying the spouse is struggling with forgiving me, okay? So let's just say it's a, it's a marital conflict, and, and your spouse is struggling with forgiveness. Uh, it's a difficult place to feel unforgiven, isn't it? it? It's a challenging thing. But we want our spouse to be able to process and, and you know, have the time they need. So, uh, you know, if I mess up and I ask Lori to forgive me, I just want to say, it's all good, da, da. but sometimes she doesn't. She can't, whatever's going on, different, you know, different factors uh, weighing in on it. And so I'm really sorry, hope you can forgive me, and then give them space. And, of course, pray for them and maybe come back later and say, hey, uh, 
just thinking about you today. How are you doing? Lord, forgive me. And just kind of be willing to process it and, and resist that temptation to say, come on, forgive me now. You have to forgive me. You know, you know it's, just don't go there. Yeah, um, I'm assuming that that's where this question is coming from, too. And I would just kind of tag on to the end of what Ed said. Um, let love be what the way you communicate to them. Because let's say that you asked this question and it's because you messed up and your spouse is the one struggling. Well, um, that's really between them and God, and it's not your job to make them forgive you. It's your job to love them. And so um, you, you treat them in love and you say, whatever you need from me, that, that's what I'll do. How, you know, however you messed up, whatever it is that you did, and then you make a conscious decision that uh, you're going to avoid that road in the future. And God help me because I, I hurt my spouse. There's, there's really, it's really a, a rough thing to look at your spouse in the face and see the pain that you've caused them. And then, then them struggle with it, and you know they're struggling with it, and you can't change it, and, but you caused it. So treat them with love. And then I would just add to it, uh, forgive yourself. And say, God, please forgive me and help me to, you know, um, fill up that, that, that hole in my own life and my own heart where that, that led me down the road to hurt my, my spouse. Um, because that's, I, I want to be absolutely the opposite of that. I, I want to I be helpful to them. So everything Ed said, plus show them love and care and time. Um, it could take a week or it could take a whole lot longer. Depends on them and you. And... Um, Roll with it. Um, can I say, I'm going to say it whether I can or not. <laughs> um, suck it up and eat the scrambled eggs that you made. <laughs> All right. I thought you were going to say beg if you have to. <laughs> I want to bring a, a biblical principle to this question. In uh, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 26. And don't sin by letting anger control you. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry. The, the principle here is deal with your conflicts. And so uh, it's really important, I believe, especially in marriage, that when I know I've hurt my spouse, to go quickly. Don't just let them keep hurting when you need to own it, okay? So uh, don't let things, don't let things uh, fester. Deal with them quickly. All right, next question. With all the social media and Internet, how can we discern what is right? Ah, that's a toughie. <laughs> Turn it off. <laughs> uh, let, 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 let's make a couple statements here. First off, all media is biased because you and I are biased. We're human. We have an opinion. We have a slant. We have a lean. And often we have an agenda that we're, you know, it's not just kind of my slant. I'm pushing this, you know. And so I think that's important just to recognize that, hey, you know, p people have their biases, and I, I filter through that. And so uh, I, I watch the news, and, and I'll watch the news on one end of the spectrum, but then I'll watch it on the other end of the spectrum as well. I don't just watch the spectrum I like. That's my bias because I know I'm not getting a truly objective situation, maybe somewhere in between the two. So understanding there's bias in all media um, I think is really uh, I agree, and you know, 
there's life outside of social media and, and the internet. Um, and so if that's something that you're struggling with, well, I saw this and I don't know what's right, and I saw this on the news and I don't know what's right, go back to, I don't remember now, was it the first question or second question, and set a time and place that you talk to God and ask him to show you what's true and what's right and what you should turn off and what you should stop reading or maybe what you should start reading. And um, God's the one that knows. And so he should be the, the, the source. He should be the source of, of your information. This other stuff is secondary. There's a, a principle uh, where Paul said, test everything, all right? And he was talking to the people in the context of biblical teaching. And so he was saying, basically, you have the Holy Spirit within you. You can do what Chad said. You can connect to God and pray and think about this stuff. And you can, quote, get what God wants you to get from it if you approach it like that, that, Lord, help me. The, the, the question uses the word discern, and, and that's a, a biblical word that has a spiritual connotation. It's not just help me be smart so I understand it and figure it out. It's like, God, help me see it like you do. Help me discern it. Uh, help me. Help me. Let me get your perspective. Yeah. 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 Lord, let me, let me see it from your perspective. Okay. All right, next question. Does God take his anointing off of someone if they sin? Um, so, we're trying to decipher the question, you know, where exactly where it's coming from. Um, if it's the, if this is what, what it is, hey, I, um, I sinned and I did wrong, and so now God left me out there to dry because I, I walked away, you know, I, I did something wrong, and so now he, he's not going to help me. If that's, I know that's not exactly what the question says, but if that's kind of where it's coming from, if God did that, then none of us would make it because, um, you know, none of us are perfect, so we need God's help all the time, even when we, especially when we mess up. Now, um, if, it's, if the question is, hey, this is, I've got a special gift from God, and now that I've sinned, he left me and gave it to somebody else. Well, I don't, I have seen people who were, who God used them extremely in just some very, very specific and very even powerful ways. And, and I also saw that person, I didn't know it then, but knew it later, that person really messed up really bad, like enough to go to jail bad. And yet, um, God never left them the entire time. Um, did they have to answer for what they did? Yep. Did they have a hard life? Yep. But did God just leave and say, I'm done with you? No. No, he didn't do that. Let me uh, talk about that word anointing. That's a Bible word. And the idea is that it's uh, the picture we have in the Old Testament is that they would anoint a new king with oil. They'd pour oil literally on his head and he'd come down like that. Well, that, that word is applied spiritually to mean God's spirit is upon somebody, okay? And it's for a specific task and for fulfilling a calling. Jesus' name, Christ, literally means the anointed one of God, the one who's, whom God's spirit is upon. And so when, when you talk about, you know, this, 
this can fluctuate. There, there may be times for any number of reasons that God's power isn't as active or the spirit is not as active as it might be at other times. And sin might be part of that as well. Okay. Now, I, I want to bring a, a scripture verse to this from a Romans chapter 11, verse 29. This talks about a gift and a calling. This is from the Passion Translation. And when God chooses someone and graciously imparts gifts to him, they are never rescinded. So God gives you gifts that make a difference in your life and the life of others, and he never takes them back. And so if he's gifted somebody to be a really good teacher and they're teaching people the Bible or whatever, if they sin or mess up, God didn't take the gift away. He'll deal with them in other ways, but when it comes to the gifts he gives us and the callings, they, they never go away. Yeah, and let me add that. Um, and you can look this one up, and I'm going to paraphrase it for you. But so God doesn't won't leave you hanging, and He's not going to hang you out to dry and say I'm finished with you. You got to make it the rest of your life without me. But at the same time, uh, you can find it. This is homework. You can find a scripture in the Bible that would read something like this, guys. Um, if you uh, treat your wife wrong, I won't answer your prayers. And so, you know. Again, that's a, that's a definite paraphrase, definite paraphrase. But come back to me next week, see if you found it. <laughs> All right, you have your homework. Next question. What exactly was the, quote, veil? And why did Jesus' death tear it? What's the significance? Well, the veil was part of the temple. And so picture that you've got a building that's a temple. And then within that building is a smaller room, about 20 by 30, 40, something like that. Not huge at all. And going into that room, God had them design it in such a way that there was this heavy, heavy veil in the front as the doorway. So you just kind of push the veil aside and go in. Picture like a Persian rug, you know, that we have put on our floors. Uh, that's hanging. And that was what only the high priests got to go past to be in the presence of a special presence of God in that old covenant relationship. This is all before Jesus, okay? And so when Jesus is on the cross, the, the question is referencing a, uh, a verse that says that, that, that uh, we can learn from that happened right then. It's like God put his hands on that veil and ripped it apart. And I believe he was signifying the way to me is open to everybody now. You don't have to be a priest or a high priest. You just have to accept what my son is doing for you right now. Jesus is dying on the cross. God is tearing the veil. That's, that's the answer. All right. Next question. Last one. Oh, we get... Where, where can I watch the services while I'm away? All right. Well, we haven't been telling you this yet because we're making sure that our crew gets it right. But if they, I guess we're going to tell you now because they're forcing us to. Um, if y'all would display on the screen what they have to search for in YouTube to watch these services live. Because I don't really know. It's a work in progress. It's a work in progress. We have our own YouTube channel. And so they are actually streaming the both services, the music and the and the services. That's why we have these little, this little camera here that we're pointing mm -hmm. to the camera. Uh, and then there's one on either side. And they've been doing it for a little bit, beta testing it. And so uh, we didn't want to tell y'all because then you might not come anymore. Uh, we're just going to tell everybody. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, 
Um, but that's, there you go. So they haven't done what I asked because they threw us a curveball and I just threw it back to them and now, ha. So that's the answer. YouTube channel and y'all just tell us. Tell me what it is. Search for what? Ignite Church Bay City. Search for that on YouTube and you'll find the channel. And yes, there are recordings of other ones that are up there. Yes, they are. We're trying to get a better angle because it's kind of shooting up a little bit. So we really have to try to suck in. Oh, I know. That's tough. Struggling. It's tough. Struggling. All right. Let's see. We can go with that one more question. That one I see that's next. If someone's trying to rob or harm you or your family, is it okay to shoot them? Or would you go to hell? <laughs> Great question, and let me let me just <laughs> let me just say, um, you know, if somebody was trying to you know harm you, like like we're talking, they're trying to kill you, they're trying to hurt you or your family or your loved ones. Number one, that's a really bad day, um, and if that happened, then you do what you need to to protect your family. Um, I, I would hate to ever have to shoot anybody. It'd be horrible, even if it was completely justified, 100%. You know, I, I didn't have an option. Either I killed them or they killed one of us. Well, um, I'm going to try to pull the trigger faster than them. But it would be a horrible day, and I pray that it's a, it's a day that we never see. Certainly not something that we ever want to do. But will you go to hell for protecting your family against somebody that's trying to hurt them? No. Absolutely not. Now. There's a principle that, that relates to this, and it's the principle of, so do I defend myself always? And the answer to that is no. There, there's a specific situation in which if you're attacked, you're to take it. And here it is in Matthew chapter 5. Jesus is talking to people. He says, don't repay an evil act with another evil act. But whoever insults you by slapping you on the right cheek, turn the other to him as well. Kind of a graphic picture by, okay, slap this one too. You know, is that, is he saying literally to do that or is he giving us something more of a metaphor, a symbolic thing? And I believe he's specifically saying this is about your faith. If somebody is attacking you in any way because you're a Christian, that's different. That's different because I'm trying to honor God with my life and they're ragging on me and say, hey, that's just, that's just me and God. That's just what I believe. And well, they, they can just go on and on and on. And there have been literally, I don't know if I'd say millions, but probably hundreds of thousands of Christians uh, through history who were killed for their faith. And they have a special place in heaven for eternity. They have a martyr's crown. The book of Revelation uh, talks about that. And so uh, I think people sometimes think because they know this verse that I'm letting anybody beat me up that I can't defend myself. I think, I think there's a specific difference in that. Yeah, and so what he's, what he's saying is, yes, defend yourself if somebody tries to come hurt you. Um, now, can, let, me, let me add this. We had this conversation with, with my family, I think, last night on the way home. Um, the other day, there was a guy acting crazy outside where my, my son and my wife, they were working out outside at the gym. And there was a guy, literally, I'm, and I, I don't mean to make fun, but literally not all there. And this guy had a whip, and he was, like, trying to cut the grass with the whip. So a little bit off of his rocker, and it was just right down the road from where they were, and they were running up and down the road or doing something stupid like that, and um, 
Well, my son was like, you know, I was watching that guy because if he would have hit one of, there's, you know, there's my son and then some other lady, some ladies, and if they, I, I was going to go beat him up. I'm like, well, you know, you can't, you can't go there, take the whip away from him and then beat him with it <laughs> because then, then you're going to jail too. So um, there are specific instances, you know, that at one point it turns into now I'm just attacking the other person. But, you know, protect your family. You know, pr protect them. All right. Well, guys, thank you for your good questions. We hope our answers have been somewhat helpful. If you have more questions about today's questions, whatever, shoot an email to uh, Ignite, uh, info at Ignite, and we'll try to give you more information or anything you need, okay? Y'all stand. It's okay. very likely that, go ahead and stand up. It's very likely that the next service will be have some different questions, so you can either check it out online or, or through off the website or through the, the, the YouTube thing to see what different questions get asked in the next one. All right, let's pray. Lord, I thank you that you're, you have all the answers we need, and so much has already been given to us just simply in the Bible that we can read and know how to live and what's right and what's wrong and what uh, can just bring blessing to our life. Lord, beyond that, though, we have your Holy Spirit to speak to our hearts. We talked about discerning earlier, and that's a spiritual thing. So, Lord, I pray we'd be a people that grow in wisdom and understanding that we would live in such a way that your blessing is upon us more and more, and we can be a blessing to others more and more. Lord, thank you for your truth. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.